episode 217 of the a show of course we are here thank you guys for subscribing you can subscribe to the a show at the a show on rnc radio everywhere you listen to podcasts and then you can also follow us on twitter at the a show rnc and so much more um as you may know it's just me meals you're wondering well, why is the intro this way why is that someone not saying kings of wrestling and awesome and other stuff like that well justin is on a private excursion he is away in mexico um doing the damn thing with you with the narcos nigga <laughs> so i have on the show my best friend someone who i've been talking wrestling with for a long time someone who i've been doing podcasts with for a long time this would technically be like we're entering 2022 mm-hmm. we've been doing podcasts for seven years that's scary to think about that's like a lot of time like you you racked up real numbers like you the you the raw of like but you, you, you're the weekly episodic wrestling podcast. <laughs> like, you guys have pretty much covered all your bases and shit. Like, yeah, absolutely. So I have my best friend Carlos here. As you know, Carlos, one half of Two Bells podcast. If you don't remember, so here's the thing: like, I always got to remember that like there are people who are like came in during the A Show sure. era of things, yeah. who may not be familiar with the Two Belts era of things. But so Two Belts was the podcast, the music podcast, it's supposed to be like music and wrestling. It was music and wrestling, but then it's just like we confused a lot of people that were just like, this is you know, it's so funny. Your life can be tracked in so many eras. Like the This Goes In era had people <laughs> thinking like this was gonna all be music, and then when they hear wrestling at the end, they get confused. Yeah. So we ended up kind of nixing that for a while yeah. and then putting that on the shelf. And we then would you talk find- wrestling every now and then. Yeah, but and then like- you put it on the, and then you finally did the A show with Justin and it was yeah. to the moon, out of here. You Listen. guys are interviewing stars. I know. It's crazy. Rubbing elbows. <laughs> this shit is nuts. Um, but nonetheless, yes, I have Carl's here, one half of two belts. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what do you, what would you say your occupation is? Uh, now I am helping children uh, <laughs> in the community get summer youth employment by Look at being that. their hiring manager, which is really cute. Like, and it's kids from the projects and shit. And, you know, I'm really grateful to help them. Uh, before that, I was working, help doing outreach to helping the homeless. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, you know, a modern day beige Mother Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea why I have these headphones on. I can't. Hear I don't know. I think actually historically, Mother Teresa was actually a terrible person. But I mean, I mean, when when you, when you reel back the curtain of history and like look at a lot of like, there's a lot of scumbags that really made it to the Listen. upper echelon. Like if you look at everyone on Mount Rushmore, they were all terrible, derogatory people. <laughs> um. So I remember during our two belts days, like you would watch wrestling, but then you would like also miss a lot because you were also busy doing like a whole bunch of work or nightlife stuff or work and nightlife stuff is oh my schedule is always all over the place. I mean, even now, like I work afternoons to like maybe the middle of the evening, but it's like I mostly catch up on everything in the one hour recap that they do on YouTube. Like which is every, awesome. Which is, yeah, because it's like, <laughs> I don't want to watch three hours of wrestling. I love wrestling, but three hours of wrestling? Straight? Yeah, it's just, 
like seeing like watching Monday Night Raw. Like there is always a lull. I, what I appreciate about this episode, Monday Night Raw, and we'll get it, is that there was like a thread point through the entire show. Mm-hmm. So it's like okay, you got to tune into that. Now you may not be interested in it. Depending, it's really yeah. depending on how much you care about Bobby Lashley being down the same people he's been being down for like the last like five years. Yeah, but. It was a nice little through point, so it took you through the show and stuff like that. You had a little hijinks. We'll get into the hijinks itself. And they've got some good feuds going. Like yeah. it's like it's like a lot of great must must see stuff. Like like Kevin like uh Seth Rollins is having like the performance of a lifetime in yeah. his current character, so I think it's amazing. We've been so you've been able to catch up on more wrestling as of late. Is there anything that you like currently? Every, uh, let me say, anything that's happened maybe in the past year that you were like, I like that. I like that. Oh, Edge versus Rollins. That, <laughs> shit, that series was amazing. And we got to see it live. We got oh to see my what God. Was it, was it the match on SmackDown? Madison Square Garden. Oh, man. Where the they garden. went over time and the women got knocked off the show. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was OD. And then Edge was like, in Saudi Arabia, I'm going to have a woman referee to make up. <laughs> Look at our progressive king. Look at, I know, right? Oh, my God. Um, No, nah, that's fine. Like, Carlos... Every time there's a wrestling show, um, Carlos is always the person I go to, so we can always talk shit about the shit that's in the ring. And, and then that... the people outside of the ring watching the show. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, we got to watch one of those. I mean, yeah, that Madison Square Garden thing was nuts. Like, that was literally one of the... That's might be... It's up there with... It might be... Remember that NXT TakeOver that Did we, we see s- Balor versus Joe live at Brooklyn? Yeah. Yes, we saw a ladder match. Yeah, yes, I remember because that. that that was the no Balor versus Joe, Balor versus Owens, Balor versus Owens. Yeah, yeah, because that was the match. same. That was the same night as the Sasha Banks and Bailey thing yes. that we saw that five star classic that we saw. Oh yeah, most personal. And then we also went to the show. We went to that Madison Square Garden. Oh, where Adam show. Cole debuted. Yes, we went to that one too. Yeah, Adam Cole and uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Fish. So I was going to ask you because that one was cool too because they also had that. Um, and they beat up Drew McIntyre. They also had Hideo Itami versus Aleister Black at that time, and they had Aleister Black with the live fucking band. Yeah, yeah and yeah. I was just fucking banging in my head and shit, <laughs> and I was just like, "Oh, this shit is so hard." I love. It. I miss NXT takeovers. Um, and then we've also went to we went to that Madison Square Garden house show, mm-hmm. just random house show. Oh, remember AJ Styles won won the United States, States Championship. Championship at that show. I bro. remember that. Shout like, out Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> Mitchell I was just like, yeah, come to this uh, random house show. And I was like, why did they change the titles on a house show? So, no, no, no. But so we we went and then Mitchell, who was, shout out to Mitchell, who was interning for Chase. Yeah. And Chase has the MSG connection. Bada bing, yeah, bada yeah, bing, they have a whole thing. section. So they had, yeah, they had their suite. So Mitchell was like, yo, we don't really care, to be honest with you. Like, I'm just here because. Work. Yeah. Yeah. So. He passed us the tickets. We slid in the suite. By the time we got there, everything was in it anyway. Yeah, yeah, it was just like little tiny hot dogs on pretzels. <laughs> Not gonna hold you. And so, then they have give you just mustard to dip it in. Yeah, mustard. Listen, mustard. And then they got the only thing that was untouched were mostly the cookies. And the cookies was hard as shit. Remember, That's Madison Square Garden culture. That's hard fucking Italian cookies, my nigga. <laughs> it's just hard, you know, hard working family cookies. You know what oh I'm my saying? God. <laughs> so we've seen that. Um... I think one of our first shows, we went in, like, 2012. Well, no, 2014. It was something with Brock and CM Punk. Like, it was a... And then they had, like, RVD versus Chris Jericho. A real nothing fucking raw. But we yeah, went Yeah, because to... I think it's one of those ones where Punk didn't even compete. He just yeah. showed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And which was terrible. I mean, I've still, to this day, I mean, I've never this seen is... CM Punk wrestle live. Have I? 
don't know. I don't think you so. You got to go to Arthur Ashe Stadium for that now. <laughs> I'm not going the fuck all the way out there. Yeah, Queens, nigga. Uh, Queens uh, is so... People don't know. Yeah, what? y'all don't know. If y'all, go, if y'all ever get a chance to come here... Like, you'll realize you go to Queens and it's like the most, like, it spaced is. out, like, place in the world. And it's like, it make, as a New Yorker, it'll make you feel uncomfortable because it's just like, why is this like this? Yeah. <laughs> why is this so far away? Why like, is this, there's, this... A, there's a running joke, was it? Uh, you'll get to 55th Street, then 55 Ave, then 55 Road. Yeah. And it's just like, there are literally spaces in Queens that follow that layout and it does not make sense. Well, listen. No they sh- also have dashes in their addresses here. Everywhere else in New York does not. Queens is another fucking monster. Um, what else have we seen? We went to the Raw. One of my, the biggest one. Raw with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, yeah. Probably that last Madison Square Garden show before everything shut that down. That was a fucking pop. Oh, my God. Oh my I God. never thought in my life I'd see Stone Cold Steve Austin live. So this was like a dream just yeah. to be there. I'm not going to lie. I loved him as a kid because him and my dad were both bald. And so I really looked up to Stone Cold Steve Austin because he does all the things that my dad does, beat up people and drink beer. All right. So I'm going to ask this question, but I'm not sure if it's like, I'm not sure how you're going to respond. What? Does Stone Cold Steve Austin get a hood pass? Hood pass for what? <laughs> like in what sense? Like he could show up to the barbecue. Show up to the bar- like he could show up to the barbecue, not- but he cannot say the n word. Yeah, of course, of course. Oh, not. okay. No, no, no. Because I'm taking out both knees and the neck. Yeah, he don't got the fat Joe rule on him. Um... The fat Joe rule. <laughs> I'm Puerto Rican. We part of the pillars of hip hop. What do you mean I can't say nigga? <laughs> but nah, like if Hermes. Stone Cold, like if Stone Cold pulls up to the barbershop, he's not getting looked at. Oh, he could get a lineup. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he could get a lineup. Like, I'm sure he they took his picture, put him up on the wall, give him a handshake. What's good, man? Oh, Stone Cold. Stone Cold. Oh, man, you want to take a picture? Yeah, <laughs> take a picture with Stone Cold. Stone Cold, you want a beer? Oh, Stone Cold actually just drinks wine now. <laughs> I don't know about these chopped cheeses, okay? You know, one of those. I don't oh, know. Oh, man. This, this is coming off a of cocaine grill? Oh, <laughs> um, you cook this in the Outback? Listen, but we've seen some cool shit. I'm very happy. To have you on the podcast. No problem. First time on the main feed. Mm-hmm. You've been on the Invasion Diaries. We've oh, yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we did that earlier this year, remember? Um, you've been on Invasion Diaries, and so now we're on the main feed. Look out. Yeah. I've also things, done... Man. Have I done Big Eyes, technically? Yes, you've done the... Big Eyes. You did the One Piece. Damn. Listen, look at you. Look Listen. at that. I got, like, the, the RSP and EGOT. <laughs> um, oh. Let me ask you your thoughts on one thing, because everyone knows my thoughts already. What are your thoughts on AEW as a whole? Before we get into Patreon content, which we're going to talk about a lot of AEW stuff, what do you think about AEW just in general? They got to polish, 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 Mm -hmm. all their little bullshit. (laughs) Like, that's all that really, it really needs, because you got people that are talented in there. You got people there that are willing to work, but it's just like, if they don't focus on, like, the fundamentals of what is television wrestling. Yeah. They're just gonna be pro honor, like <laughs> pro honor impact gorilla. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> what they're gonna be. Just king of the super indies on TV. Yeah, yeah. Instead of a being really like, high production indie show. Yeah, it's just gonna be an indie show that you pay a little bit more for because it's on TV. Yeah, that's all it's gonna be. Because, better lighting. Absolutely, because it's just like. Okay, you get all these cam- you don't get all the same camera angles you get with a WWE show or you don't get the quick impact zoom. Yeah, yeah. Like 
they need to polish all those things and they need to get guys that are going to focus on the actual storytelling part of wrestling because there's no way you're taking 20 super kicks and just standing up. <laughs> you got to you got to get out of that indie mindset. But it's also on the up on the flip side, the fans that the real fans of AEW, they love that shit. Yeah. And they want to see a motherfucker get punched 20 times in the face and right. still get back up and get punched again. Wrestling fandom is so It's like split down the middle. Yeah. It's you got your 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 thinking man, thirty minute classic motherfucker, and then you got your <laughs> just hit the motherfucker with a chair twenty times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll be thrilled. Yeah. Wrestling fandom is I think no matter what, even if AEW did change, because it's not WWE, I think people would <sighs> say like They still they still get a boner for it. Yeah, because yeah. it's like they've been they've been so around like w, they've been around WWE so long mm-hmm. that they're so used to that formulaic structure and they get mad at it. They get mad at it because it doesn't always go their way. Right. And it's also just like, nigga, you are 35. <laughs> Shit doesn't always go your way. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. But yeah, I mean, realistically, like my approach about these things that we're going to get in a lot more conversation about it is that ultimately these companies are going to do what's best for them anyway. Oh, and they got to have like a big furlough sandwich. Like they got to let go of a <laughs> lot of niggas. There's no way that like Matt Hardy should be in charge of like three tag teams. Oh, we're going to talk about Matt Hardy. Oh, yeah, Matt pooped his pants hardy. <laughs> but, yeah, we're going to talk about Matt Hardy. But, yeah, nah, they definitely got to they definitely gotta cut, cut a little the bit dead of the weight. Fat. Yeah, they, there's, cut there's the a dead lot. Weight. They got a lot. They got a lot. Have some of those guys go back to Pro Gorilla or have, like a, have their own version of NXT. <laughs> Just throw them down there. I guess that's what Dark is. Yeah. Uh, what what is Dark Elevation? I thought there was Dark. I don't dark know what Dark and... Elevation is. To be honest with you, I've never watched Dark it's, Elevation. It's Dark, but you work your way up to being on TV? Is that what it is? I have no idea. I do they, do niggas just fight in an elevator? <laughs> they turn the lights out, just punching each other? I mean, other? I guess a metaphoric elevator at some point. Um, Let me see. Yeah, and it's going straight down. <laughs> All right, let's get into No Holes Barred, because we have quite a few releases or contract situations, mm-hmm. or et cetera, et cetera, and stuff like that. Um, Big news. So Justin and I record the show on Tuesday. Um, It comes out on Wednesday. And then usually right on time, right on cue, something big happens on a Thursday. And that big thing was that Jeff Hardy was officially released from his WWE contract after something went on at a house show where it looked like he was a little bit off of his, Mm -hmm. maybe on that stuff. You know, something. Something happened at a house show. There was a house show incident that happened. He was sent home. And then a couple of days later, he was released from his WWE contract. And, of course, there was an outpouring of um, praise for Jeff because everyone loves Jeff Hardy. Mm. The the old the old adage that Jeff Hardy was, you know. Moreover than Obama in 08. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it it was true. But uh, Obama wasn't doing that swanton <laughs> bomb off the top rope. Nor off the ladder or off anything. Like that. I mean, maybe it could have helped. It could if, help Joe Biden's if election. If Obama right did now. a whisper in the wind onto Umaga, I think that really would have helped. His... Yo, Jeff Hardy still might be popular right now than Joe Biden. Yeah. I mean, easily. Like, it's easily. <laughs> easily. Most over white boy. Yeah, easily. At his age category. Um, Jeff Hardy would have uh, cut our student loans thing, I'm assuming. But nah, he was just made drugs legal, and I would have <laughs> fucked with it. Um, so he was he was released according to Fightful, and then also noted on Fightful that he was offered rehab and he turned it down, mm-hmm. which was probably a large factor that led to his release. Was it physical rehabilitation or a substance? 
I'm assuming it was substance. WWE, well, WWE does all kind of rehab. Testing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but usually for anyone that's um, occurred with any drug or any sort of mental health problems or anything mm-hmm. like that, even if you're with the company or you've been released, um, they still offer that for free. Okay. If you're a former person that would work for yeah, WWE. Yeah, yeah, because I know they reached out to Ambrose once he quit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, yo, you good, da, da, da. Yeah, you want some free shit? Like, we're doing this. So, um, he turned it down and it was released and, you know... It's a really shaky situation. Yeah. Because some people don't know what's going on with him because it's like there's no no actual word from Jeff Hardy himself. Right. But realistically, Matt Hardy has come out. The ultimate cloud chaser. Absolutely. <laughs> Matt Hardy has come out. Oh, the Hardy boys are back. Team Extreme is in the building. Can't wait for to see what's coming up. He he had this whole video on his switch with Jeff. Mm-hmm. And you know, Jeff has been released, so I'm assuming they're gearing up for the eventual AEW run, which oh, yeah. is, I'm assuming, what Matt Hardy has wanted all the time. Yeah, because Matt Hardy can't fly solo. No, he can't. It's he can't. just, it's. He's, he's forever branded into a package deal with his brother, and yeah. The idea of the Hardy family to me is wow. Yeah, how you how you signed like three different tag teams to your one organization? Like that's not a stable. That's no. three different tag teams. And signed realistically, to the tag team should be like, hey, like not all of us are going to be the. And why still? Why haven't we still got tag title shots? Exactly. <laughs> it's just like, yo, they're all competing for you, and there's only one set of tag belts. There's no trios belt. Yeah, it's a, it's insane. But um, nah, it's pretty sickening. Like I'm I'm not the biggest Matt Hardy fan. We um, can jump him. I mean, we can't. Okay. He can't run from us. Yeah, he can't. He can't get away that no. fast. Um, but he's pretty. In terms of kind of how this went down, I think realistically everyone just wants the best for Jeff Hardy. But it seems to not be addressed, and it's going to look even worse if he like uh. he comes to AEW or something of the rather, and those issues that he had previously weren't addressed or weren't curbed or weren't helped in any situation. So I'm I'm almost he might sure. end up in a in a like in a situation where Ambrose is right now. Yeah. Ambrose is going into like rehab now, and right. he's off TV for a little while. And I'm sure, I'm sure Jeff Hardy is stable and he's mm-hmm. fine, and he is like just, maybe he did finesse the E. Listen, for a little chump change. I didn't know the edible was gonna hit that long. To be honest with you, <laughs> yeah, he forgot to take the creatine powder. Yeah, the, for the drug test. Um. So he, but. We, I think we all hope the best for Jeff Hardy, and we all hope that at least the issues before resuming with what he did, because he seemed like he was on such a good mm-hmm. run. Like, even... No more words. Yeah, so much stuff. He beat Karrion Cross in the first night and pissed Ooh. a lot of indie niggas off. Indie niggas were excited for Karrion Cross. Well, winning. no, not indie niggas. Um, wrestling journalists. Uh, oh, you mean Blue Lives Matter niggas? Because there's <laughs> no way that you enjoy wrestling and you're a Carrying Cross fan. Yeah, they were. It's, it's a lot of niggas that I, I like. How, what do you enjoy about this? What about this slow, methodical, lumbering style gets you so <laughs> fucking charged up? What about this excites you? I don't know, but I don't know what it thought. I mean, WWE was like, yeah, sure. Oh man, when Adam Cole put the plunger to that nigga's head and just flushed the toilet. Oh yeah, it was a wrap. It it's... was a wrap. You had four niggas body him all in the same night, and it was just like you're gonna still have him win this. That's why he's doing movies now. He's doing movies. Yeah, yeah. He got casted in movies, not wrestling. Right oh, now. okay. So, so he's just like a six foot tall bald nigga that does action movies. Yeah, he might. You, know, you got to oh. pivot. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I Vin respect... Diesel type. Yes, I respect the move. 
because mm-hmm. if he had just gone back to wrestling, it would have been slow for him. It would have been real slow. Yeah. Like, he got to hope that Paul London get back into the <laughs> ring and pick him back up as his, like, accessory. Um. So Jeff Hardy released. We wish the best for him, but also what the hell is going on with this whole Matt Hardy shit that you got going on? I don't like it. I don't know. I don't it's know. He got to beat that nigga ass. Um... Eventually, you'll be running, I'm assuming. I um, guess so. Also, gone from WWE, Johnny Gargano and Kyle O'Reilly say goodbye to NXT. For now? <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? I thought Johnny would pivot more to, like, training people because I just feel like he's such a, he's so good at this wrestling thing. It's just like, but it's like... I don't I think he's I don't retired, think, though. Yeah, I, I don't think he's retired either. I don't think he's done yet, but... Let me ask you this question. I'm going to ask you for Kyle first because I think the answer is a lot um, more clear with that one. Is Kyle AEW bound? Probably. I mean, there's a certain threshold for a nigga like Kyle because I feel like Kyle, no matter how his runs went in NXT, even as a singles competitor, he didn't really have uh, was the pizzazz to carry a character. Yeah. He was just like, I show up and I beat up people and I say silly things. Yeah, and then when he... He was like 15 years old. Um, he was 15 years old when he debuted, right? No. Or was he like 20-something? Nah, I have no He's idea. He's pretty young. I have no idea. But no, I, th- I mean, his promos, he talks like a 15-year-old. Yeah. Um, like a little white, short, Jewish 15-year-old kid. Yeah, he's but, really Canadian. Like, very Canadian. <laughs> um, But I think, yeah, 100%. He's AEW. Listen, his mans is there. His mans is there. His, he's gonna... his fish is there. <laughs> Um, it seems AEW bound, but I, I mean, like I said last week, do not reform the undisputed era. The undisputed elite? It's gonna, it's gonna make your, your skin crawl. I, they would have to figure out how to make it drastically different from MJF is gonna call them the undisputed anus. It's gonna, it's gonna come like that. I'm thinking about MJF even with the Jeff Hardy thing. Oh, like this nigga did not, because people were saying like even with the Jeff Hardy thing that he purposely did all this thing so he could leave WWE so he could join AEW. Yeah, because I was like, this nigga is not purposely leaving your WWE so he can get called a shit can head meth lord from Jeff Hardy. From, from, M- from MJF. <laughs> like, he is not leaving for all of that. <laughs> <laughs> to get verbally berated <laughs> yeah. by a man from Long Island. You wouldn't... I would kick him in the nuts. I oh wouldn't sign God. up for that bullshit. No, but, like, Kyle O'Reilly, I think... I mean, to be honest with you, I looked at the situation when it was announced that his contract thing was coming up towards the end of the year, and I was like, probably the best move for him right now. Because he's not going to go to Japan daily. He nah, not, COVID not. is still rocking it over in Japan. Yeah. Um, I think with if he had stayed in NXT, I, you know what? I think in an alternate universe there is a world where he does fit in, but I do think he has to like rebrand himself, kind of like a Rod- how Roderick Strong did, because Roderick Strong now fits in NXT 2.0 because his character is so much different than what yeah. he was in. He's 1. ready to 1. whoop 0. motherfuckers' asses. So. Yeah, right, so he's he, he's the wrestling machine right he, now. Right, he fits in one point. He fits in two point because he's a drastically different character. I think Kylo Ryle will also have to adapt and change his either align with someone or mm-hmm. do something else to kind of fit in that mold. If he were to stay in the NXT two point yeah. Now on the main roster, I'm not sure what his kind of ceiling is if he ever went up there. But to be honest with you, and I say this for Johnny Gargano and Kylo Riley. I never understand 
why people just don't if you're going to say like oh i want to go to aew one day go to the main roster first yeah as bad as it may be at times like do a short contract stamp yeah at the very least you will gain so much more new fans and so much more notoriety and you'll be able to negotiate for more let's say something great happens i think you'll be yeah let's say you get over and you discover a new gimmick overnight and it's just super over and and they're giving you event of wrestlemania 30 yeah they're giving you all like all kinds of pushes and rubs like or like they see a, a like they look at these two guys and they're like these are two indie bread talents that we brought up in through our system and now they're on WWE television. Let's see if we could try to make the next Daniel Bryan out of this nigga. Right, right. The next scrappy underdog for people to root for at WrestleMania. He goes over at Royal Rumble, blah blah blah, but he blew blah. Right, right. That's the same thing also with that I had with the not necessarily a problem because these niggas can do whatever they want. Yeah. But with Adam Cole leaving as well, I'm like, yo, you are so money. <laughs> yeah, and I was just like, bro, if it wasn't for... The Twitch, I'm assuming it's the video games. It's, I'm assuming it's the video games, but I'm saying, but like his Ring of Honor run, like, I was like, you are amazing. Why are you, why would you settle to be like second banana to like a guy who looks like, I don't even know. Right, but here's the thing. He's shaped like a Beetleborg. With CM Punk and Daniel Bryan, they've had lengthy WWE career runs. And they've main evented shows and they've been very pivotal point of the shows to the point where you can call your shot. Yeah. You have all the creative control. Even Andrade to an extent. Andrade been on the main roster yeah, for and maybe he just two tell, years. Yeah, he's just telling people, I'm not going to lose this time. Yeah. I'm not going to do this. Same with Pac. You know what I'm saying? Like these people who have these. They some real NXT divas. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. They <laughs> some real fucking I'm not going to lie. Some of the people that came up from the NXT, like some of them are like, oh, there's a chance of a lifetime. Some of them are just like, I'm not doing that shit. Yeah, yeah. Because, but uh, at least they've been on WWE. They've been fr- in front of that crowd. They've been in front of that WrestleMania crowd. Mm-hmm. They've been in front of so many eyes, three million eyes on a weekly basis and stuff like that. They have people who are going to recognize them from that show. With Adam Cole. You bear, I mean, if you watch Tuesday, which a lot of people don't, mm-hmm. compared to WWE main television, you may see him. Um, you may recognize him. But people who are just very um, mainstream fans who only watch the main shit are going to be like, yo, I mean, Kyle O'Reilly, I guess. Like, he cool. But, like, yeah, I don't know. I like his nigga. haircut, yeah. but that's about it. I don't really know him like that. But it's crazy. Like, I thought they would, br- like, I'm not going to say I thought that the Undisputed Era would get called up at the beginning of, like, 2020 or something. Right. But, like, everything that they did in Survivor Series, like, what, 2019? Mm-hmm. Was setting that up for, like, okay, the Undisputed Era will eventually make it to the main roster. Right. But, I mean... And then, I don't know what happens in between the little time, but, like, they nixed that plan, and they were just like, okay, we're going to have y'all on the show for a little while, and we're going to have this feud between Adam and Kyle over this Finn Balor thing, which I was like, okay, whatever. Great matches. Great matches, though. Great matches. I'll give them that. And, I mean... We got to see the best incarnation of this group with the Roddy and Kyle O'Reilly tag team. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That Absolutely. shit was whew, but amazing. I think, and, and Johnny Gargano, I don't really know. He had this announcement on NXT. They gave him a great farewell. He gets beat up by Grayson Allen? Grayson Waller. Waller. <laughs> Waller, Waller. I don't know why I keep... Um, it's okay. His, it's a, he needs some, he needs some better gear. Yeah. That's what it is. Oh, he yeah. got, he got like, blue Nike trunks that he just got from the Nike store there, <laughs> like the outlet. 
He's got a like. There is a seamstress. Like he need to call Sasha Banks. Yeah, put your husband on the phone. <laughs> because nah, he definitely does. He need, need to. Gear. He need some new gear. Especially yo. considering now he's gonna be in this big position because he beat up Johnny Gargano. Yeah, and he's that. supposed to be a social media darling. You gotta be drippy. Yeah, a little bit. Come on, you gotta be drippy, man. He getting his. He's getting his. Uh, his chicks taken away by L.A. Knight. I was like, yeah, yeah. man, you getting yeah. your chicks taken away by a guy who does promos like it's still 1980. <laughs> <laughs> huh? Huh? <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> like someone pulled the string on LA Knight. Oh my god. LA Knight has his own stretch Armstrong. <laughs> he's 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 coming to Yeah, own. he's nah, I'm not gonna lie, him and Cameron Grimes, I can't wait to see them on the the main yeah, roster yeah, because yeah. they're amazing. I agree. I, I feel agree. like LA Knight gonna chew holes through motherfuckers on the main roster. I hope so. Um they need him on the main roster like now. Yeah. On he SmackDown did. now. Yeah. Um but yeah, we don't. I don't know where Johnny Gar- just Johnny Gargano go at AEW. Honestly, I don't know. Maybe, at this point. but I feel like he does a tour. I feel like he's gonna do a lot of the different indies. He's gonna- like I know he'll he'll probably show up for pro wrestling gorilla and shit like that. Like when he gets a chance to it, and right. I think so. What he's doing now, I mean, he's got to shows up on pro wrestling TV. He's he's about to do his Twitch thing and all the other stuff that mm-hmm. you can do when you have freedom and stuff like that. And maybe he realizes that he likes that freedom, and it's like I'd like to continue this, but I'd also like to continue getting paid because I am having a kid. Mm-hmm. So maybe he does go to AEW, which I don't think anyone's gonna hold it against him. Yeah, but I don't see him doing like a long stint with them either. Nah. So I've always been the thing of like. I look at Chris Jericho's 2018, 2019, I'm like, yo, why don't more people follow this blueprint? Like, the idea of, and I know not a lot of people are Chris Jericho, to be honest with you. Yeah. And it's a little bit of a harder times because Because you have to be a malleable entertainer, too. Chris Jericho got a lot of things over that I would have never, like, the motherfucker got a list over. Right, right. So, So, but he's decided he wasn't going to sign anywhere immediately. And just like I'm doing shit, I'm getting bread wherever the bread is at. Yeah. Um. And I, I always thought Daniel Bryan was going to do that. I mean, he still can, to be honest with you. He loves wrestling too much. He yeah. don't got anything other than wrestling. Chris Jericho, he's like, oh, I'm a personality on the radio. I do shows. I fucking perform with my band. Yeah. So, so he's got all those things across the board. Whereas Daniel Bryan's just like, I really love wrestling. Yeah. So I think he's going to do all of that stuff like that but i mean it's interesting i think there's a whole other world i even look at zach Ryder, and i don't really like zach Ryder, but i can't i'm not against what he's like he's not the hustle because it's just like if you look at the way he started on wwe television and he had his own little youtube segment and shit like that it's just like he's always been tapped into social media right right he said wwe was his developmental and i was like you know what i'm not offended by that because you learned your craft there but now you're taking everything that you've invested into yourself and all the time and applying it in so many different places and having this unique selling point to yourself where you're everywhere and you've done everything and you can appear in different places Mm -hmm. and stuff like that yes it's a little bit of spreading yourself thin but also you're raising your profile in a yeah i'm not gonna lie to you if i could get one check that's bigger than three checks yeah i'm gonna take the one check oh yeah of course especially if my body is on the line of course I'm not sure how, but then again, I'm not sure how Zack Ryder would, Zack Ryder was in AEW, mm-hmm. and I know his name is a different name right now, but I really don't, I don't really care. Ass Ryder. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, he was ass in AEW, which is why he got that name, but um, <laughs> he had, I mean, he had his friendship with Cody and all this other stuff like that, and I think he just realized, like, maybe, or maybe they realized that 
shit wasn't going to pan out for him really, really easy. Yeah, because you got 6,000 niggas on your roster. You in the roster with 100,000 niggas. So, like, you know, it is what it is. Um, So, you know what? Bitch, Johnny Gargano, Kyle Riley, the best. Kyle Riley, I expect to see you in AEW soon. You don't really have Yeah, to... lace up those lace those, uh, up those undisputed uh, era boots. Yeah, I, you know. I don't know if you can do... I don't know if WWE you see that? You see that? and shit. You see that? It's like... Oh, they absolutely probably do. They probably do, yeah. Yeah. Names and signals. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure you Because can. they be on the shirts and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, you can't do that. Man, man what I'll say is, you're never going to see The Shield ever do that again. Oh, no. Nah. Just appear somewhere else and just show up. Nah, but Moxley knows he going back. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of it's a lot of guys. Like, Aleister Black could probably come back oh, if, yeah. it, if everything sorts out. Andrade, maybe not. Nah, probably not. He, Pac, definitely not. Was, Andrade's kind of, he doing a lot. I think Pac could come back. He too much of a diva. He he want too much, and that's why oh, he yeah, walked out the true. first time. Oh, that's true. He want too much. And then Nick Tony Khan's just going to be like, yeah, whatever, you hot right now, so uh, we'll go with it. Pac, I, well, Andrade himself, I think. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, I don't, I don't know what to say with Andrade. Yeah. Um, we thought he was fire and turns out, you know, the temperature check lied. <laughs> he um, is not, he's not even the best wrestler in his household. Well, listen, they oh, broke up. Oh, they did break up. Did break he fumbled up. that bag. He fumbled that bag. He fumbled that legacy bag. Could you imagine Thank that? God he didn't pay for the BBL because he would have been like. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. She would have had that ass sitting on her like a greyhound. <laughs> that shit would have been crazy. She's super sudden. Anyway, it's just like he's from a good wrestling family. She's from a prestigious American wrestling family. They get together. It's like Jay Z and Beyonce of wrestling. Yeah, but he not that hot. Yeah, it just yeah, he's no Jay Z. Um, all right, let's do a quick few more things from No Holds Barred. Even Memphis Bleak. Um, Rey Mysterio is getting a cartoon animated show. Good for him. Get that bag, man. Listen, if anyone should be a cartoon, it's Rey Mysterio because he's just fun. I mean, he's just a good guy. Um, details about this show say that he's getting a show on Cartoon Network Latin America. It is going to be called A Mysterio versus La Oscuridad, mm-hmm. which translates the darkness. There you go. See, look at that. Bilingual. Um, and yeah, listen, Rey Mysterio Cartoon Network show. Why the fuck not? It just works out. It's just cool. totally. Um, last bit of news and no holes barred. Ring of Honor's final battle was over the weekend. Um, who was on that show? Braun Strowman. <laughs> he rebranded as what? Oh, what was he called? He was called something stupid. It was like the oh the um, was it the Titan? The Titan. I feel like some like or Colossal or something. I'm thinking they that. can't do Colossal. They've done that already Let in WWE. See. Let me see. I guess Braun it must be Titan. Strowman. But here's the thing. It was the last show of eight. <laughs> it was the last show. I mean, you can still say Braun Strowman. Oh, his name is Titan. Yeah. Um, You can say, like, oh, look at his ROH stuff, man. You just got to check that out. Just one video? <laughs> yeah. Check out his ROH stuff. Whereas, like, a nigga like Roddy or Adam Cole <laughs> or anybody that was on the indies for a while doing this ROH stuff has, like, years worth of tape. Pretty badass. You know, oh, king we, of the indies, yeah, king of the indies, Adam uh, Shear, um, <laughs> Sharara, what the fuck it is, sure, is. um, yeah, he's called the Titan. Um, he made an appearance at ROH Final Battle. Also, FTR did because they love wrestling. 
Um, and then also, I guess there were also video things from, um, Daniel Bryanson, Eddie Edwards, Hangman Page, mm-hmm. Jimmy Jacob, CM Punk, Adam Cole. Oh yeah, Jimmy Jacob was in ROH. Yeah. Wow, there's so many people I forget because they never made it to like. Also, R.I.P. Jimmy Rave. Jimmy Rave. Yeah, Jimmy Rave passed away. He recently, like, he's been going through it bad. I think most recently, like as of a couple months ago, he had to get both of his legs amputated because of Mercer. Um, Mercer. Yeah. What is that? That is pretty much. Hold on, let me pull it up. So That's I'm like gonna... sepsis, or what is that? Hold on, Mercer, Mercer. Sorry, Mercer. There we go, Mercer, not Mercer. Sorry. It's an infection. <laughs> yes, it's a type of. As it says, it is an infection caused by a type of staph bacteria that has become resistant to many of the antibiotics used to treat normal staph infections. So that's an infection that's just gone too far? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he had to amputate both of his legs, and then he unfortunately passed away um, just a couple days ago. So RIP to Jimmy Rave. Um, ROH final battle. Listen, if this is the final time we see ROH, what are your fond memories of ROH? Um, they brought us so many like heartwarming and wonderful WWE and Impact <laughs> champions. Yeah, I mean, yes, it's that's really what it is. It's like I wasn't watching ROH in real time. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, I was. I was watching clips once people got called up because I'd be like, oh, this nigga must be the shit. Right. I watched. So my ROH period was probably from 2014 to 2007. Um, and then I promptly like fell off because I just couldn't torrent that many DVDs anymore. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's all stuff on DVD, and it's like I don't even think we have access in this sector of America to its television broadcast. Nah, which is crazy. Like they need a sort of li- well, it would mean someone would have to buy the library of ROH, which has been a conversation as of late of someone to buy this yeah. library, be- and then there's only one person with enough ducats. <laughs> <laughs> to suddenly just be like, yeah, throw it on Peacock. Yeah. <laughs> season two of ROH. Put it right underneath Evolve. <laughs> right Se- where it should have been. Season one of ROH. Season right two of it. ROH. Season three of ROH. I hate fucking Peacock. But, um, yeah, no, nah, ROH. I mean, my time, AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan, Coco Yeah, Bono, you know, Hero, people, you know what's, what's so funny? People just gloss over AJ Styles being there. And I was just like, come on, this is the foundation. Oh, my God. Yeah. He was a, he was a big guy there. Yeah. Um, uh, just Nigel McGuinness, Nigel McGuinness, Low Key, Amazing Red. I remember going. One of my fondest memories was my. You know, it's so crazy. It took me so long to realize that he's Puerto Rican. Amazing Red. Oh, really? Yeah, it took yeah. me so long. And see, because Ring of Honor people barely the, talk sometimes. The red cornrows. No, yeah, didn't throw you. No, no I just <laughs> thought it was Kool Aid. <laughs> um, but now nah, there's so many different things that have come out from ROH, and it's really been a pivotal um fixture in the pro wrestling business and when you think of like the fall of ecw really the rise of roh kind of continued that model of that independent underground um gritty yet different alternative product from wwe and it changed wrestling for the last decade so it's just like it's pivotal anything you could think about a lot of the stars that you think about now as being like big shit for the last 10 years probably mm-hmm. walk through those doors yeah listen and down current... that ring and face cheeseburger <laughs> that's it. one of the few things i really do remember that and those crazy japanese matches oh yeah listen um kenta versus joe slapping the shit out of each other Whew. 
Come on. Samoa Joe? Samoa Joe's Samoa prime. Joseph is definitely on the Ring of Honor, like, Mount Rushmore. Rushmore, yeah. It goes... Him. Him, Punk, Brian, Nigel for me. Okay, so... Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, CM Punk, Daniel Bryan. Yeah. And shout out to... They also had, like, Cesaro, Claudio, Castellano. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a completely different name in RH. Damian Priest was an RH yeah, guy. Yeah, Punishment Martinez. Come on, That's man. That's a crazy-ass name. I know. That was fire. I was like, yo, why don't they keep That sounded like he's fake niggas. That's why, they, <laughs> that's why they keep it. Punishment Martinez is hard. Um... Also, if you subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com backslash the show RNC, you can listen to both Justin and Cyrus. It's completely up right now. They, um, they're reviewing ROH Supercard 2018, mm-hmm. which features a lot of AEW talent. <laughs> like, it's a, they have like Cody versus Kenny. Um, the Young Bucks is on there. Uh, Adam Page is on there. A lot of people who are currently in AEW is on that show. So uh yeah, have some fun with that. Um the Bucks, of course, and all this mm-hmm. other stuff like that. Maybe the, that was maybe that was the card where they all sat in the room and was like, yo, we should do this. We should pool our money together and then get get a Greyhound to ride to Tony Khan so he could get his money <laughs> and invest in us. Now they told him, Tony, you ever heard about Bitcoin? <laughs> you ever heard about Forex, Tony? NFTs, come on. Nothing? No. All right. Let me sell you this ugly monkey for $4,000, okay? <laughs> In some sort of illegal currency. Um. Also, one more quick thing, though. No hose bar. WWE institutes the NIL next in line name it, image likeness program where they're getting college kids into the wwe developmental system those kids are going to be set for life once they like once you shed if that they make it cause yeah if they make it yeah yeah, yeah. if it because it's not guaranteed you probably got to be on your p's and q's and talk to vince mcmahon every fucking day people were so much in their ass because they felt like this was taken away from indie talent and it's like wwe should it's hire. not <laughs> it is not because someone that busts their ass in the indies can still show up on NXT. It's just that they would have to go through that process. And why are we lying to ourselves like the biggest stars in wrestling have not come from sports? <laughs> yeah. Roman Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, The Rock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, everyone is. Goldberg. You got to start somewhere and it don't matter where you start. The and great thing about pro wrestling is it don't it really don't matter. They where have you start. natural athleticism and physiques. That yeah. they are going to mold and sculpt for the next few years, and they're starting them young, so no one gets hired at like thirty-five, right? And so they have like a limited window from a year, a years of doing mad, unsafe indie shit, right? The, the the to me, the great thing about pro wrestling is it don't matter where you start. You can drop out of high school and still be a pro professional wrestler, and make a lot of bread. You can Not go gonna to, lie to you, a lot of WWE wrestlers actually have college degrees. A lot of them do. Yeah. You go to college, come out of college, sign up, and get your WWE. You can. Go to jail, come back, be a WWE superstar. You can do so many. There's so many different avenues, and that's the great thing about You can be an Olympic athlete and be a WWE superstar right. and show up on Monday and dap Bobby Lashley. Boom. Yeah. There's so many different, like, there's they're not stopping anyone from becoming professional wrestlers. You know what I'm saying? WWE's model has changed. <sighs> but realistically, honestly, I think a lot of that is because of AEW's growth as well. Um Yeah. Because it's like, all right, if y'all got a place, if y'all want to be there, we're y'all gonna... gonna be on TV. You gonna you gonna have to deal with me. Yeah. So at the end of the day, they're gonna do what they want to do. I can't. 
AEW, I don't like a lot of their some of their practices, but they're gonna do what's best for them anyway. Mm-hmm. And WWE, similar to AEW, is going to do what's best for them in the long run. This Absolutely, is, they're both businesses. That's why they did all this two point stuff because right. it's just like okay, we're moving away from all these indie guys and we're focusing more on like homegrown talent, right? Because you guys say we poach from the indies and don't bring these guys up and like make them stars which is not true mm-hmm. but it's just like it doesn't happen on the basis on, on, to the amount that everyone wishes it did absolutely because everyone has their little indie darling that they have had a crush on for the longest and they couldn't wait to see them as wwe champion mm-hmm. and then some of them made the decision to be like hey i'm not going to go that route in wwe right and we just have to respect it because it's their lives their paychecks so that's that um, so we're going to take a break for right now, and we will be back with the main shows here on The A Show. Oh, I'm going to go pee and get water. What's your fishing? Actually, Brock, I'm vegan, and I've been meaning to talk to you about this. I really oh, come feel... on, Sammy. Okay. Sammy. I think we should get out of Hollywood... And go do something more fun and enjoying. Don't you think? Uh, uh, it's, it's not a bad idea. Now Come that you mentioned well. Let's go. Let's go for well, it. Well, okay. Bad Let me boy. just think about it Come uh, for on. a minute. Okay, we're going. <laughs> okay, we're going, we're going. Um, just, I, I really think we should talk a little bit the more. The hell am I looking at here? Oh my God, I spent too much time at the dispensary and the Oedipus are kicking in. Preach. Three years ago, that would have been an automatic trip to Suplex City. All right, so let's get into, oh, okay, Mike. Um, all right, let's get into the weekly shows this week, SmackDown. You're such a handsome guy. The mic just wants to be closer. <laughs> SmackDown. Um, listen, Brock Lesnar's overalls. Sami Zayn. I want that to be his farewell match for Sami. Uh-huh. I want Brock Lesnar to be his farewell match <laughs> because the no the chemistry that they have is pure comedy, and he feels very comfortable around him. Yeah, in a way that's like from I... one Canadian to another. Right. They just have a connection. I mean, it is with Saskatchewan, the Canadian connection that they have. Um, SmackDown this week to me was a very I show. Yeah. It was like, it's mo- but that's been SmackDown for me in general. So shout out to Justin who's at SmackDown, I'm sure. Next week we'll hear all about his SmackDown adventures and what happened and mm-hmm. who there was and et cetera, et cetera. Um so Sami Zayn, Brock Lesnar kicked off the show with Paul Heyman. It was announced that Roman Reigns was not going to be on the show. And boy, do you feel when Roman Reigns is not on the show. Because he's the centerpiece. Yeah. Which is, which is to you me, build, is bad for SmackDown. Yeah, you build him as the star and the centerpiece of the show. And it's just like, um, if he's not there one week, it's like there's a whole absence in like what the hell the purpose of the show is. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So him not being on the show to me is wild as fuck, especially since they're in L.A., which is like one of WWE's biggest markets mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, What else do I have in notes from this show? The Drew McIntyre train, to me, is strapped and is heading towards the Royal Rumble. 
it could not look any clearer to me based off his interactions with Adam Pierce, based off his interactions of like not being given number one contender matches, based off his interactions with beating Sheamus and etc., that they're doing the soft build for this man to win the Royal Rumble again. I mean, that man is a star. I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. Drew um, on Raw was immaculate. Right. So he's always crisp in ring, he's always good, he always shows up, always does above and beyond in these matches, you mm-hmm. know? Especially with big guys. With big guys, he's going the fucking limit. Right. You know? So, yeah, I'm not mad at them putting Drew over. It's just like, I don't know. I wish he would have gotten a little more time between, but... No, I, I, I agree. Drew, well... Because it feels like, didn't he have one during... Like, he had a championship run during the pandemic, though. Yeah, so they I think they want to replicate at least the run towards it in front of people again. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, he won the Royal Rumble in front of people. It's not like he didn't win the Royal Rumble in front of people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just didn't win the championship in front of people. But I don't know if he's the guy to beat Roman Reigns if he is that person who wins the Royal Rumble. Let me tell you anything. Like, at this point, anything could beat Roman Reigns. Because they've made him so strong that they just have to give somebody a MacGuffin to let them win. I feel, but here's the thing. Like, no, he's beating so many people. That like, it's going to so take a many. MacGuffin. It's going to take someone throwing a monkey wrench in his shit. For him to lose. Paul Heyman? Some shit like that. Like, Paul Heyman sets him up. The Beast comes out. One, two, three. Gets the, gets the, like, gets the F5 on him. And pins him in and somebody wins. Mm. Like, it's going to be a MacGuffin. And that way you can segue from a feud between, like, Brock and Roman. Or a feud between Roman and this other guy that took his championship. And you just kind of have Brock Lesnar in the middle keeping him away from that title. That's crazy. Okay. It's not crazy. It's just that they've made him so strong. It's like, you watched the ending to Naruto, right? Yes, I did. Most how, recently. How they made the ending bad guy so strong that they had to completely just give you some whole other shit that you never fucking heard of to win? Yeah. Yeah, sometimes you draw yourself into a corner like that. That's Damn. why Finn Balor fell off those ropes. <laughs> they, were, they were just like, we're not giving him the win. Make the ropes fall. Yeah, yeah. I guess you're right. Yeah. I mean, the... It, it That's was, how wrestling's always been. If you are the too strong, they got a MacGuffin you. Listen, it's insane. Um, I'm not sure who beats Roman. I'm not sure if Drew's the guy, but to me, it looks like he's the guy who's going to win the oh, Royal Oh, definitely. Rumble. He's going to kick him out his fucking, his fucking Jordans. Um, The main event proved to me that Randy Orton is WWE's GOAT right now. They, oh, yeah. He's really polished the character that he is right. for the last three years. Yeah. And it's just like, excellent. They have... In terms of just WWE itself, um, they had a main event for the show, which I wasn't thought it was the greatest main event. I was like, they wanted to find out who's the best tag team in WWE, and I was like, "Word, really? This is over here. All right, cool." Um, and it was the Usos versus the New Day versus RK Bro randomly on SmackDown, and it was a really good tag team match. I don't know if I necessarily needed it. Mm-hmm. Nor do what stakes as it has, because pretty much Randy Orton and, Ar- and, and, and Riddle pretty much met on Monday and act like nothing happened. Um, so there isn't really no stakes to this thing. But New Day ends up winning, but it ends up being a really great match and proving that Randy Orton, when Randy Orton gets that hot tag, it was hotter than fish grease. It was. It was and twice as smelly. Yeah. <laughs> but it was so crazy. And, yeah, I mean, that's kind of all I have to say. SmackDown wasn't a really... Uh, besides that, they had Zia Lee debuted. Yeah. With oh, with her two fucking Sasuke-ass, yeah. like, graphic? Naoti's... Naomi says, Sasuke! 
And then Zia Lee comes out with her like electric shit and the Chidori. Yeah. Um, Zia Lee's concussion superhero. <laughs> do you see any? Where do you see kind of Zia Lee in the, like the trajectory of Zia Lee? Do you think that she could be women's champion one day? Maybe if they give it like. Like when I first saw Oscar, I was like, "This girl is amazing," and then they just gave her the belt, and I was like, "Damn, this girl really did it." But it's like I don't know much of Z- like Zia Lee's been so start and stopped, yeah, 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 so many times. Like I think at least three times now, and now she's on the main roster. Mm-hmm. So I just have to see consistency from her, and I can tell you where she's gonna go. Right. I think with I don't know Zia Lee, I'm like. I, yeah, again, I haven't seen so much of her in the ring. Like, I haven't seen her, like, long form in the ring. Yeah, because all be her to... matches in NXT were mostly squash. Right, and I actually haven't seen, haven't really heard her on the mic, either. Mm-hmm. So, to WWE, this is kind of like, and it's interesting because they just brought up Aaliyah a couple months ago, and then she threw up on herself and was never seen again. But, <laughs> mm-hmm. um... She on SmackDown Dark Elevation. <laughs> but, yeah, it's like... I don't know what the what the heights is with Zaylee, but God bless. I mean, we'll see where it goes, how it goes, what it is at this point. Um, let's go to Raw because mm-hmm. things happen on Monday Night Raw. Oh um, yeah, Bobby Lashley being the hardest working man in show business. Brock, I mean Brock, Black Lesnar, um, Black Lesnar, Bobby Lashley having to run the gauntlet. Never tell you. People of color don't have to work three times as hard to get the same. Tapping into his West Indian roots, <laughs> he said, "I'm working three jobs tonight. Three times as hard to get the same result as everyone else." Matches with Seth Rollins. Yes. Matches with Kevin Owens. Yes. Matches with Biggie. Yes. All three matches on the same episode of Monday Night Raw, which isn't so bad. Um, That's like thirty minutes of Bobby Lashley. Yeah, but they also have like little hijinks and shit like yeah. that. Like to me. So, I think Raw, considering how bad its third hour has been, they're trying to find this through line to make you watch through the shows. But realistically, I also think that Raw should do this thing where it should be a week-to-week television show. So, I feel like we should have matches already announced for next week from yeah. this show. So, I can be like, oh, I can at least look forward to this instead of yeah, matches. Yeah, matches and match stipulations. Like, if there's going to be an important match stipulation that I just want to watch out for, just tell me that it's coming up. That's the only thing I... I mean, that's one of the real strong things I liked about the Paul Heyman era of things was just, like... Of SmackDown? Nah, of, of Raw. Because oh. when he was the executive director of Raw and we had those ladder matches with Andrade and Rey Mysterio and we had a lot of the Buddy Murphy, Alistair Black things. Mm. You had a lot of street fights and stuff like that. He made sure to make television at least must-see... You're going to watch it. We don't need to worry about subscriptions. It's Peacock. That's New York nigga shit. Yeah. He said, yo, you got to have an explosion or else no one's going to watch. Yeah. You, we ain't got to worry about explosions and shit. Like, this is Peacock. This is like the subscriptions. It's selling itself at this point. What we need to do is make exciting television. And he essentially moved forward. With, I mean, well, it wasn't Peacock then, but it's Peacock now. But that's what I think Raw is kind of missing is this ex- exciting television because it falls into a lull and then it falls into a very They need long... to get rid of that third hour. I agree, but it is just, it's not going to happen. It's just gratuitous. It's not going to happen. Too much money is on the line in that third hour for it to be... Like, you making money and just decided, hey, I'm going to stop making money. Okay. They un- Unless they started, like, this match was promoted by Chili's. <laughs> Jimmy John's. Yeah, they just this put... steel cage has been brought to you by the good folks at Rotor Rooter. <laughs> um, 
But Bobby Lashley, so he had a match with initially the first match he had is with Kevin Owens, and Kevin Owens was like, you know, fuck this, I'm out. <laughs> um, he was put in the full Nelson. He was like, before he's the full Nelson, before even he even fully in, clasps his hands, he taps and he was, rolls out the ring. Yeah, niggas was just like, nah, I'm out of here, fuck this. Then Seth Rollins pretty much gets set up by Kevin Owens, right? Yeah, so <laughs> I guess Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens came up with this plan where Seth is having this match with Bobby, and then Kevin runs down and hits Seth, mm-hmm. and they look at each other like, ah, you want my DQ? I want my DQ. He's not gonna be in the match. And then, of course, the parents come out. Sonya Deville and uh, Adam Pierce came out. It's like, no, we're not doing it like that. We're gonna restart the match. And I was like, that's pretty hypocritical, Sonya Deville, who literally has handicap matches against Naomi at least once a week. Yeah, I was like, damn, you know. But again, heels hypocritical. Yeah. It's all together. Um, where was I? Um, okay, so he Bobby ends up beating, yeah, and yeah. Bobby ends up like pretty much spearing and beating Seth Rollins, and then they pretty much is like, yo, we, Seth and Kevin go to Biggie and like, yo, we got to figure this out, we got to get here, We're like, how are we gonna do this? And then Biggie's like, nah, I just gotta beat this black man on my own, and of course he loses, yeah, because, because of a lot of, of hijinks. A lot of different inter- like, like it was a no disqualification match too, which I thought Seth was a and nice Kevin touch. intervene, and then. F- finally towards the end to beat up both of them as yeah, if yeah. the idea isn't just to get <laughs> mm-hmm. just to get bobby out the match no they have to beat up both of them yeah, yeah yeah and so they're beating up on them and then eventually like eventually they get dispelled at the ring spear through the table um thing gets speared through the table uh i think seth gets speared through a table and i think kevin got power bombed right yeah so Biggie tries to go in and take an advantage, and then MVP comes Hits in. Hits him in the knee with his fucking cane. That's yeah, crazy. and then that's how Bobby beats him, which I was like, wow. Wow. The power of one versus <laughs> the power of idiots. Um, <laughs> so we got a Fatal 4-Way match coming up. Fatal 4-Way uh, encounter between Bobby Lashley, Seth Rollins. And it's that way by design. Yeah. That way, no, like the champion still looks strong at the end. Right. Bobby Lashley, Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, and... What's the fucking other guy? Biggie. There you mm-hmm. go. <laughs> um, coming at day one. Um, also, I have on this, Bianca Belair is also looking prime for another Royal Rumble win, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, she's been kept away from the Royal Rumble. They're doing this live program now with Becky, which I think is, you know, it is what it is. But um, Bianca Belair... Great showing against Dewdrop. Hit that full 50. Those two girls got the best chemistry. Oh, my God. When I, like, last Raw, mm-hmm. almost jumped out of my seat when she was about to hit the KOD, KOD right? I was like, yo, I would have stood up and clapped. Because it was just like, that's her lifting Andre moment. Yeah. Yeah. So, and they're still building up towards that, which is great. Because, like, Bianca Belair does get the win. She hits the 450 and wins this match. Um, But they make sure not to hit the KOD. Because yeah, after because the ma- that is the pay-per-view payoff. Yes, absolutely. So, um, Dewdrop interferes at the end, um, knocks out Bianca, mm-hmm. and yeah, we're on our way to the pay per view match. Um, Becky Lynch beats up Liv. That's all I got. Of course. <laughs> that's how, all I got. how else did you think it was going to go on free television? Yeah, that's all I got. Becky Lynch beats up Liv. The promo by Becky was great. The promo by Liv was, I, I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, Miz, Hall of Fame ballot. Mm-hmm. 
So he's in this feud with Edge, and I think now it's two people that can really talk their ass off. So Absolutely, it's just like every every like it's gonna be more promos than matches. You already know that, but it's also just gonna be like because they're gonna save off the payoff of the violence. Yes, mostly because Edge is a Hall of Famer and doing this like sporadic actual in ring appearance thing. Right. Whereas Miz is probably fine and good to go. So Edge is. But clearly, Miz is trying to level himself against Edge because as accomplished Miz is, he is not as accomplished as Edge. Mm-hmm. So he's putting in his Hall of Fame ballot so he can also be like, yo, y'all need to consider me for the Hall. Y'all make Edge a Hall of Famer. Y'all got to make me a Hall of Famer. And he has this great video and it's amazing. And Maurice is there. Um, and it comes out Edge. They have another stellar back and forth promo. It actually leads to some physical altercation. At some point, Miz tries to go. Edge tries to go for the spear on Miz. Miz Black pull- with Maurice. Yeah. Oof. And classic evil guy move. Right. Miz hits the skull crushing finale on Edge, and then Maurice gets completely mad. It was like, "Yo, I got kids now. Like the fuck? Yeah. I'm I, your wife, nigga. I'm. A, this is all fine. I mean, had no kids and shit like that. But like now, I got kids. I can't get begin speared on television for you. I can't get knocked off the aprons for you. And I was like, "Damn, this is so marriage and kids is like this is." Is what Al Bundy had to go through? No, nah, Al Bundy was not saying, hey, babe, you got to <laughs> do this table spot with me. Um, He might have. He might have put fucking Peggy through a table with damn self. Oh, maybe. <laughs> um, So that was another entertaining part of Raw. And then, of course, um, Reggie with the white woman. Oh, yeah, Reggie. This is real swirled agenda talk right here. The, the 24-7 championship. Why are Dana they just... broken, like, Reggie just teaching her how to do flips. Yeah, and I'm like... They saved the last dance all over again. Y'all gonna pin... <laughs> y'all gonna pin her or not? Exactly. Like, like just let on? Tamina pin her, and then, like... First of all, Tozawa and R-Truth wasting their time. They should yeah. be tag team champions. Absolutely. You're right. They wow. should be... They should compete for... Because they have a good, funny chemistry, and they can do silly shit. Yeah. Just make them a fluke tag team. Let them get a couple fluke wins. Mm-hmm. Put the fucking belts on them, and we're just going to laugh at all the ridiculous shit that they do during matches and all these R-Truth promos. No, I agree. I agree. Um, because it's a good use of aging talent. That was kind of Monday Night Raw, Yeah, to be honest with you. I don't have much else to say. Um, thank you, Carlos. No problem. For joining the show. If you want to talk wrestling with him, please don't talk wrestling at him. Just please talk wrestling with him and at his own discretion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can follow him at Dammit Carlos on Twitter. Um, anything else you'd like to plug? Um, uh, do you want a New Year's party for land party? The... In New York, the, if you live like, in New York. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. On <laughs> probably the 31st going into the New Year. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, you live follow in New York, me on Instagram. If you live in New York and like fire parties and great DJing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And LAN parties like cool. They do like a lot of like anime and like gaming events and mm-hmm. live stream events. So it's just like, and they're, you know, black and POC owned. So, but a boom. Yeah, Listen, support us. That's where you go. And you can also support us, patreon.com backslash the A Show RNC. You can follow us also at the A Show RNC on Twitter. You can also follow us at the A Show on RC Radio anywhere. Where you find podcasts, please continue to subscribe. I think next week we're going to have an announcement of something fun that we're doing over the Christmas thing. Um, but next week also, Justin should be back. And I think, are we talking about our year-end stuff? Yes, we yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, because so, that's like right around the corner. Right. So we're going to be part one of our year-end thing next week when Justin returns to the A-Show. But until then, my friends, thank you guys for listening. And we will see you guys next week. The Kings of Black Wrestling Podcasts. Wah!